I'm doing so well. How are you? <laughs> it's so good to see you. I know. It's been uh, it's been far too long, darling. Right? It's I know. crazy. It's so good to see you. I know. Oh my goodness. Let me take this off because it's not even working. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I feel like it's like we have kept up with each other, obviously, over the periods of time, but we haven't actually like physically seen each other in like, so forever long yeah um, it's amazing you've been doing such amazing things how do you how long have you not lived here I left about three years ago I left literally right before the pandemic so okay. like that December um of uh what was that 2019 yeah I moved back okay. east and uh just kind of been I was there and then I moved um I moved down to Atlanta, where I am now, just yeah. kind of, uh, doing jam thing. I love the South. You know, I've traveled so much for work, yeah. and over all the craziness of traveling, I just kind of fell in love with the South. All right, I'm gonna do a little intro, and then we're gonna dive yeah. right on right on into things. What's up, everyone? It's another episode of What's Up, Woody, with your host, me, this guy, Woody Woodbeck. I am so delighted to uh, have my guest this week. Her name is Valerie Ortiz, and we have known each other for a long motherfucking time. And uh, she and I have uh, go way back to our E! News days, and I'm so happy to finally have her on. We haven't actually seen each other like in person, person in a while, um, but we used to have a good old time at E! News, and I'm so glad that you are here. Hey, what up, boo? I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. And of course, right, when you when you do these things and then you you start thinking about the good old days or where you met and how things were, I'm like, that feels like a whole lifetime ago, but it also feels like yesterday. It's it's you know, it's 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 crazy. Like what what is life? Yeah, it's it's crazy to me because when I think about I think about my time at E and what a definition and it was so quick, so fast and so furious because when I got hired by Diane, who was boss at the time, mm-hmm. I was only like a production coordinator and I was just so excited to like I had a job I could go to every day. And it was so cool. And I was like, oh my God, I get to work in the E building. And like, I rode the elevator every morning with Ryan Seacrest. And I was like, this is so weird. You know, I'm like, this is this is great. I was so excited. I made nothing. Um, but you know, the great thing about that job was I got promoted a bunch when I worked there. And it was just fun. And a lot of people don't know, like, okay, so E! News Now, a lot of people don't know the history of E! News Now. E! News Now was the TMZ before TMZ was TMZ. Right. That's what I was going to say while you were saying that. I was like, and it wasn't just, oh, we're working at E! It was just what we were doing was completely new for them. Yes. We were the flagship. We were like the OGs of it. So that in and of itself was crazy exciting. Yeah, because really, when you think about it and you look back, like we were making 16 to 20 pieces minute to a minute and a half a day of video content for e online when people weren't doing those kind of things like video packages like let's say it was a breaking news clip we got this footage a lot of the times my job responsibility was like wheeling and dealing with the paparazzi and getting in the good shit and (laughs) uh we got a lot of the good shit i was really good at that for some odd reason and um (laughs) and uh So we were always breaking news and it was funny because clips that like we did would then end up like on E! News. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was fun. That, that felt like 
just so fresh, so new, so different. And I mean, we all spent a lot of hours together, you know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was so neat. Yeah, I mean, remember how remember how small the studio was? So small. <laughs> it was. It was, a, it was. It was an office. It was like it a was little office. literally in a cubicle. Yeah, it really like, was. I think you. I could have laid down on the ground, and I would have been from the the doorway to the back wall. Yeah, it's so insane. You know what's so funny is my dog just turned sixteen, and I actually got Miley months before I started that job. And I didn't know, and my agent didn't know at the time that it was like in a corporate building. Like, this is not like, oh, you're on set with your little honey wagon, but they didn't know that. And they made it, they, it, it was all this confusion. So like my dog was going there in the beginning, like, I'm like, this is so weird. And now she's 16 and uh, how funny. And, um, uh, our, one of my makeup artists, she was like remembering that she was like, Oh my gosh, you remember, like you used to bring Miley, like <laughs> until they were like, can't have dogs here. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a good group of people. I you know, let's talk a little bit about that time yeah. for you. That was a big deal for you. Right. Because I, I believe that was probably like your first or one of your first like big time hosting jobs. You know, what's funny is I started doing hosting first that was like at least in in florida um and my reel was only hosting it wasn't much tv or film um theater little baby commercials here and there that i did in orlando um but nothing crazy and so uh when i met my manager all i had for her was a hosting reel so i kind of felt like that was my that was my sweet spot i loved hosting um i did like uh local stuff um, for like KTLA, but it was like a bilingual show. Um, but he was kind of like the biggest at that time thing that I did that was new. Um, especially because it was news. Like I had done other little like interstitials or like a kid's live Nickelodeon show, but this was a completely different trajectory and a lot, you know, that gossip stuff. And, um, it was awesome. It was different. I mean, it, it, there was just so much that I wasn't prepared for though with it, because again, it was more corporate. Like it, I was used to, again, the little, you have your little trailer, then you have your, um, whatchamacallit, your, um, snack, what is it? A snack table? What do you call it? <laughs> like, um, craft service. Yeah. Yeah. You're crafty. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and so then we're going to like, a building we're clocking out for lunch like we're in an office like I was like oh this is different but it was so cool because of like everything that you said you yeah it, it was wild because we I remember we started seeing crazy numbers like on our videos when we first started we were seeing you know, a couple thousand views a day, you know, and like if we broke 10,000, 20,000 views, like we were excited, you know, <laughs> and then it within like six months, we were doing hundreds of thousands, millions of views a week. Like it was absolutely insane. And I think our department grew faster than we could have ever thought. And then the demand was make more content. And we were like, how <laughs> we just don't have enough people who is going to yeah. do this um and i i remember you know what's interesting about that is i got 
wooed away and I went to work for Al Gore. I was working at E! News and I remember Diane, I know it was so crazy. I like somehow ended up in a meeting, a friend of a friend, and they were like, oh, we're going to fly out to San Francisco. Come, come check out the current news office, current TV. And it was like, I had loved San Francisco and I had just left there like year and a half prior. Yeah. And then, so Anyway, so I left E! News and, and honestly, you know, when I look back, I don't have like a lot of regrets in my career, but I truly believe that like, I feel like if I had stayed there, I probably would be running that fucking company. Truthfully. You for sure. You yeah. for sure. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Wild. That is yeah. wild. Yeah. But so hey, now- how could I say no to Al Gore? I mean, come on. Yeah. And I mean, all the things you've done since then, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. you would have kind of only stayed in that world. Um. Yeah, I. What was your favorite memory from that? You know, um, I think the friendships, like the because, I and I love the that it was so like you didn't know what tomorrow was going to be like, right? It wasn't like you went in and we knew, you know, this is what's going to happen. Like every day was kind of different. I love that aspect of it. I love that in the in-between, you know, I'm like getting close to Casey who did my makeup or um, Rachel or, you know, um, getting close to Ashlyn, you know, she was the host that started with me and that kind of stuff was, was, was my favorite. Um, and what's wild, and I'm, I don't believe in coincidences, is I don't know if you remember, but that um, the writer strike happened. So mm-hmm. I was always an actress first. I mean, I did the hosting stuff, but then I'm like, I'm here in LA and I'm doing this acting and things were going well. And then I got this hosting job that kind of like, like I'm locked in, right? So I'm, I'm not doing, I, this is what I'm doing, which was kind of a weird decision, but I, I, I loved hosting. So it was easy. We're doing this. It's eat. And then the writer strike, I was just like, it couldn't have happened any more perfect. So it's yeah. like, I thought I was making this grand decision, like, oh, I'm, I'm like steering away from my acting. But then the universe is like, nah, boo, like nobody's acting right now. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not giving anything up. Like you get to do the best of both worlds and everything. I just, I'm a huge, I love timing and I love what feels like synchronicities, but aren't, it's just the universe is really like locking in and, and aligning the way it's supposed to. And that's what that job and that time was perfect. Yeah. 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 I agree. I, I definitely feel like I still have friendships. Abby and I still talk all the time. Uh, But I'm like, so cute. I know they're just adorable. I, uh, I have, I, you know, did you get to meet Ryan a bunch or no? Did you get did you get to work with him at all? I can't I can't remember um, from your time there. I, a little bit when we did um yo uh what was yes. it, when we didn't we go um what was it called when we when one somebody from E News now went to do the Michael Michael Yo. Yo. Yes. Um, yeah, and so Ryan would be there a couple of times. Um yeah, and he was so nice. He was. I I have a funniest story about him. So I used to ride the elevator with him because I was always the first one in every morning. And he would drive past my house to get to E! News because I lived right up the street on Fairfax. I didn't live far. So I always remember his car because he used to drive that like Lambo or whatever it was. It was a ridiculous <laughs> car and driving into that fucking century, that fucking building. Yes. <laughs> so I remember riding the elevator with him and he would talk. He talked about me one morning because I walked in with the Britney Spears CD 
And he was like, I ride this guy with, I ride the elevator with this guy every morning. And then here he is with the Britney CD. And we started talking about Britney. And then he talked about me on air all day that day. Like, I wonder what the Britney guy would do. <laughs> and it was so funny. Cause like the intern, Josh had told me, he was like, Ryan talked about you all morning. So I was like, great. Now I'm now known to Los Angeles as the Britney guy in the elevator. <laughs> I love that so much. I remember Josh. He was such a sweetheart. Um, Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah, long time. Cool. We've come a long way. You did you did a lot of red carpet stuff for them too, right? Like yeah. yeah. That whole time it was it was such a little whirlwind. I mean, it was I, I hadn't I hadn't just moved here, but it all still felt so new. New and just especially because that world was so different from like the acting stuff that it, sure. it just it was all so exciting and also it was exciting and also felt heavy at times because that's the Britney shaved her head time and then some of those like I remember going home sometimes and being like oh like this is sad like you know like talking about these things and that, that really heavy things for these celebrities and I'm like whoa this is this is a lot like a lot is going on <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that I learned a skill later on and it, it paid off for me later on in my life, I think professionally of really having to differentiate what I did for a living and the person that I am, you know, and because there were a lot of things, and especially in entertainment news that really crossed that line of like, okay, these are real people, but we yeah. also help make a living reporting on them. Mm -hmm. um, so how do we, where do we find that balance of like where we're not pushing it? And I remember a lot of the times Diane and I really, because I was the front line. I found when I was there, I found all of that footage and I saw a lot of really fucked up things yeah. on paparazzi footage. And I remember the footage of the first time that, that footage, I don't know if you remember, but Brittany was locked out of her, um, the complex, living complex where she lives. And it was raining and she had no shoes and she's sitting on the curb and she looks just like a hot mess mm -hmm. and she's crying as she's talking to the paparazzi guy. And, and you're just like, oh my God, this is like the biggest pop star in the world. And she is a hot mess sitting on a curb, doesn't know where to go, doesn't know what to do. And I remember being like, Diane, I was like, I don't think that we should run this footage like um, I, I think we should pretend like this doesn't exist because it was very scary to watch yeah I and it's so I've never I've I've never had that um point of view from you before I haven't heard that so that's such an interesting position for mm. you you know, because all I did was read the words, um, but I still felt a lot of those things that you're describing. So for you to have to, dang, mm -hmm. find the footage, get the news, and and uh, this is the job, but then also have those real human moments of like, wow, like I I I feel for this person, like this yeah. this woman is going through this real life trauma and like we're just talking about it like it's you know what are you eating for dinner <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. interesting and yeah. it is interesting too and I'm sure that you made industry friends and I'm sure we can relate on this because we're both pretty personable people and, and we both make friends very easily you know making friends with famous people is very hard especially when you work in entertainment news because right. they are like very quick to to think that you're going to sell a story about them oh wait are we are we talking you know like are we talking yeah. on a record 
you know, like, did you ever have any of those kind of experiences? Not at the time, because, um, because at that time when I was doing that, I was only doing that. Like I wasn't doing mm-hmm. acting and I wasn't, you know, and other than like events. Right. Sure. Um, but it, it, I never had that then I could totally see how relate that now. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Cause you were like, you said you were on the front lines of like, um, of, of the news of, of that content. So luckily I never, I never did. Um, did you go out a lot at that time? Like, I mean, you know, like events were a thing. I mean, I feel like Hollywood in its heyday were like, it was it. Like I, I remember just going from four <laughs> parties in one night at sometimes. You know, I, I did when I had a publicist, but I didn't go out, out. Like, to be honest, just Valerie in a nutshell, like that wasn't my thing in college. That wasn't my thing. And like, I just, I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't ever my thing. I mean, not the, not the scene, you know, not, not so much the scene, like with my friends here and there, whatever I did, but I wasn't really into that. Um, not even because there's, I have an opinion on it more just because I wasn't my world. Um, Yeah. I mean, and when I did, especially in the beginning, it was still always, and to be honest, sometimes to this day, very like, this is so surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, like people see this on these things on TV, these people, you know, you, you see them in movies and, and, you know, somebody in Montana would like be like, whoa, mind blown, you know? Um, but those moments are still crazy and surreal mm-hmm. and fun and wild and all the things which I love I don't ever want that to to stop Mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about my job my career and what we do because things are so different and they change I I love those moments of like huh like 10 year old Val would be like what Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I I know I have had plenty of those so I totally understand (laughs) very surreal moments so because I'm curious for you like you know and you want, so wait, so, cause I've listened to some of your podcasts, you love to cook, but then you were doing the radio. And so is all of these things that you've done were, since you were a kid, they were all in your brain, in your head, or were any born from other jobs? I think the thing was, and, and how I say it, and then we, I, and then I, I do want to get into like how you were raised. You could talk, we can probably relate on it. You know, I think for me, I was a fat kid, right? So like I was overweight and I was always told, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Whether it's we didn't have money or I just physically couldn't do it. But like, I want, I knew, I listened to my grandmother a lot. My grandmother said to me, like she said, she always said to me, I don't know where you came from. I don't know where you came from because I was like this, being and she just didn't understand how I had so much personality coming from the darkness a a lot of the times that I came from growing up so she used to say to me you know she and I was a kid like when I got my first job in radio at 13 I picked up a phone book and I said I want to work in radio and I picked up and I called and I got a job like what in the world yeah that was just who I am so I think that for me getting I use that as my motivation is my point Everyone always told me I couldn't do something. And I was like, fuck you, I'm going to do it. So no matter what, that's why people say all the time, I just turned 41 in August and people are like, how the fuck have you done all of this? And you're only 41 years old. And I just, yeah, um, 27. Okay, I'm the first. Yeah. 
That oh, okay. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But you know, so talk to me a little bit about your upbringing. Um, I know you, uh, I know you have a great family and a lot of yeah. that background. So talk to me about it. I'm super close with my family. I grew up born in Puerto Rico, grew up in Florida. Um, yeah, I was just, I have an older brother, best friend. And he's, I always say he was like my first director, my first everything, because I was into dance, ballet, jazz, all the little things. And then, um, he would have my dad's home recorder, you know, that big old one that you put on your shoulder and we would do little movies and Hector taught himself how to edit with two VCRs. He's, he's just so smart. And that's kind of how we entertained ourselves. And he went to, I'm just fast forwarding. He went to a theater magnet high school, um, that a friend of the family told him about, um, he got into a thing called extras express in Orlando and we did, um, commercials for universal. And, you know, like that was like, Ooh, this is so cool. Um, he went to Dr. Phillips high school, which is a theater magnet. Um, and Joy Fatone went there, Wayne Brady, like all kinds of people. Um, so then I went to that school and, um, it almost felt like I just always kind of followed in his footsteps, but also found my own. And now he's in, on, um, on the other side of the camera, not that he was ever in, in wanted to be only in front, but, um, I went to the theater magnet that kind of um, that's where I found the love more for like the business and not even found the love also just learned about it. I see these little babies here in Hollywood. I was on a Disney show not too long ago and I'm like, this is incredible. Like this little eight-year-old just killing it in front of the camera. I'm like, what? It amazes me. Cause I started, I feel like in the Hollywood world late, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I did that. I went to call. I wanted to go to SUNY. I got accepted into like some big theater schools, but we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a full ride to UCF, University of Central Florida, started that for a couple of years, got a hosting job for Nickelodeon during the summer that it got extended through the fall. So I had to take my fall semester of junior year off. Um, and I did a road trip to LA. Uh, one, a close friend from high school was already leaving here. He introduced me to my manager. I showed her my hosting reel that my brother edited. Um, I wasn't SAG union, none of the things I didn't know anything about nothing. Um, but she believed in me and got an agent, all the things like four or five months later, I booked my first movie a month after maybe three to four weeks after that, I booked my first TV show, which is like now seeing how difficult it is to do that. I'm like, that again, alignment. There was no other way I would have moved across country being so close to my family, having no family out here. Like, are you serious? Like no way. And I, it could have only happened that way for me to stay here and continue 18 years later, still be here. Yeah. I, I totally feel you on all of that stuff. Cause I always, I say, you know, there is a higher power. I'm not sure what you believe in, but you know, I, yeah. I definitely do feel like we are put in the place we need to be good or bad at the time. And, and we have to ride the wave and just, yeah, right. And we just have to ride the wave and keep the faith, you know, that something else is going to get us there to that next step. I I've always said that I, I truthfully believe it. Like I believe that we are meant to be on the path we're meant to be on. And, uh, and it's, uh, it takes a lot of hard work. That's for sure. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of, but there's that knowing like, 
and 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 I I always see my life as like a puzzle and like how everything has just oh it always works out like when you look back and you're just like oh but it was supposed to be like that because if it wasn't like that I wouldn't have met this person and that really was what inspired me to da 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 and then years later that it just it's oh it, that gets me so hyped so excited and that's for me it's like the joy of life like all those kind of moments that you're just like dang. And, and, and all the shitty ones too, right. That you're like, dang, but if that didn't happen, it's like what you said, it's like, it's the people who don't believe or those heartbreaks or those, mm-hmm. all those no's, you know, mm-hmm. um, that really feel you. I had, uh, one of my cousins, he was struggling with getting, you know, a job in New York and he was like, thought he had two interviews, didn't go so great. Um, and I was like, you got this, like, don't worry. I was like, if you knew how many interviews yeah. I do. By the way, you might hear my my sixteen year old dog. Sorry. My you might hear her like <laughs> she sounds like she's like dying or has something in her throat. Um, yeah, it's like all that fuels you. Actually, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine just this morning, and she was like, um, that, and we were just talking about life and love and whatever, and she was like, you know, that is why unanswered prayers are just as important as answered prayers. And I was like, dang. And it's so true because sometimes you're like, I want to open this door. I want this, 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 and the universe or God or whatever you believe is like, I got you. Yeah. Yep. And I saw people all the time. One of the biggest things that, because I'm a very spiritual person and I I love that, um, especially over the past couple of years, I've really been on this new journey. And somebody said to me once, um, a really good friend of mine said, worrying is nothing but a negative prayer. Mm. And I really hit me. Because I was like, man, oh man, that is so true. Because when you think about it, like, what is the point of worrying about what should have happened? What could have happened? Like, you just stress yourself out over dumb shit. Like, you, like, I don't, it's, it, it, it serves no purpose or value in your lifeline. You know? I am such a little worried. Like, I stay in my head sometimes way too long. So that, that hits. Mm-hmm. I, I need to write that down on my chalkboard. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I love that one. What was it? What were you like growing up? Oh man, I was I was always into the arts and all that stuff and fun, but I was shy. I, you know, my parents were um shy. I wasn't an extrovert. I was with with my people. I I was who I was and and you know, artsy and silly and fun and whatever. But um my parents were so strict. Um I wasn't allowed to shave my legs cut my hair, paint my nails. Um, I had a unibrow. So I, those like formative growing up years were so rough because I didn't, you know, like all the other girls are shaving their legs or they, their little eyebrows look super cute or they're trendy or they're getting, you know, the cute outfits or the, you know, those Jordan or whatever it's. So, and I wasn't that girl and I got made fun of a little bit. And then that, that was hard. That was really, really hard. And, but it's all paid off to who I am now and like the things that I value now. But I think I've had a lot of conversations with my brother about it because, you know, your parents are only doing their best, right? They're trying to do better than their parents. And like that whole bubble that like, I want to protect you. I don't, you can't leave the house without your brother. Or like, there was a lot of fear-based, um, parenting, you know, like people are bad or da, 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 which they weren't wrong, but I think 
that like that in a child now as an adult and talking to my mom and having these real grown up conversations, I'm like that that's so anxiety inducing. And also as a child, it didn't allow me to make my own decisions with, um, with certainty mm-hmm. of like, I made this decision and I am proud of it. And I know what I know. And, and I, so that learning, so moving to LA and living on my own and having so much time without my family was hard, but I was like, it is exactly what I needed to kind of find myself, um, mm-hmm. outside of, you know, religion, family. Uh, I, I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, the five levels of attachment, but love that book. Cause it talks about all these attachments from society and your, your family and what you think you are believe. And it's like, no, like you, you can decide what attachments you're going to agree to and then make your own decisions. But, um, and I had an amazing child. My, my parents are amazing. My brother's funny. We have, we're so close. Like, Mm. so it's, um, it's, it's everything. Like I get it now, even as an adult, like going back home to Florida and like seeing your parents age, that's kind of like this era right now. Right. And Mm. that is, killing me like that is like ooh, lumping your throat kind of um so it's a funny time in life of just trying to soak it all up all the time you know what I want to ask you <clears throat> that I feel like maybe you can relate with me on this having to explain show business to people that are not in it and don't understand it never get it I run into this all the time because the things that I get excited about or things that I nerd on or, you know, like I just like this weekend, like I just got to meet Ralph Macchio and like, I was so excited. And like, it, to me, like even at 41, that's still like one of the coolest things ever. Cause I'm like, this is a guy I grew up with or like even explaining, like when I got nominated for my first Emmy, yes, like, in 2000, like explaining that to my family who has no fucking clue what, <laughs> what that is. And I'm just like, you don't understand. It's like the Oscars, but for TV, it's a big like, deal. Yes. Yeah. And like, nobody just gets it. So like, I always run it. I feel like I'm mansplaining sometimes when I'm like, you know, <laughs> so I, um, this guy liked my post and his name is Noah Beck and he has 40 million subscribers on TikTok. And like, that's a big deal. I'm like trying to <laughs> explain to people those kind of things or like, getting a retweet about my pot. This is a prime example, getting a retweet on Twitter from Angela Yee, a repost on Instagram for my podcast. That's yes. a big fucking deal. She yeah. hosts, she was co-host of the breakfast club, just started her own t- uh, radio show. Like that's a big deal. Like, so explaining those little things, I think like to people that don't get it, like it, I've always run into that. Oh, yeah. oh, it's so hard. And like, people are like, wait, so what do you, what are you doing right now? Like, what do you, what do you do for work? And I was like, right. Oh, the show's done or whatever. It's like, so, so what do you, so what do you do during the day? <laughs> like, right. What, what do you, I don't I don't understand. Yeah. That, and to be honest, even to my dad, like in the mm-hmm. beginning, like he would, cause my mom and I talk all the time, like every day, multiple times a day, texting all the things. And she, she kind of is more in, in the know. Right. And my dad's in, in the know enough, especially now he gets it. But in the beginning, he's like, wait, so I, so you got the the show right or the that commercial audition you auditioned for it so when are you working on it and it's like no when is it gonna happen like that um it's it's kind of funny yeah, yeah. and yeah. I feel like they're like some depending on like just their own lifestyle just feel like I'm in this like 
bubble, which I mean, oh, yeah. to be fair, we kind of are, but like, they just, it's like diff. I mean, I might as well be on another planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, it really is. It is wild to th- when you th- really think about it. I think that's probably the first time I've really said that out loud because, you know, I, I love my family to, to death and I, um you know, we've had definitely had our trials and tribulations throughout my life, but I definitely think about the people in the entertainment industry trying to explain to somebody <clears throat> bigger picture, you know, like I think about bigger picture all the time. Like I'll take a gig, two roles, lesser, um a thousand dollars less a week, my rate because I'm like the, yo, the showrunner is somebody that I've always wanted to work with. You know what I mean? Like, or there's an actor in something that I've always wanted to do or like whatever the, this person's hosting this show and I want to produce it. I've done that a lot in my career. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I actually, I did a movie for a friend of a friend. Like he, um, wait, do you know Jake? Which Jake? Uh, well, that's right. Jake Helgren. He's a um, director, producer, writer. Probably. Um, I feel like you might have anyway, I don't know if you know. Um, so anyway, he asked me to do this um one of his films one day, um, you know, shoot, like it was, I was like the publicist kind of best friend of this girl, super quick. My agency was like, Meh, uh, I don't know, like you don't need to be doing that. And I'm also like, but also, am I doing anything that day? And he's hella cool. Like I know him, you know, from a friend. So I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like, why not? And so that opportunity led to him actually writing a movie for me, which was a Christmas movie that I was like, bucket list, like how fun, like I get to do a Christmas romantic comedy, like so cool. Like I've always wanted to be in one of those. So it's like, that's the thing that it's just like, you can't, bigger picture, bigger pictures, everything. And also when you love what you do, obviously there's exceptions, but when you really love what you do and you love connection and and you have fun like that. It's it's like, yeah, I want to do this with you. <laughs> like, why not? Like, why would I say no? Um, yeah, that's I love that you think like that too, because it makes the difference. And all yeah. the connections, all the puzzle pieces, it's gonna come back, which is what I'm saying with your um your interview that you did. It's like that's that that piece, that piece is connecting to another piece if yes. it's not now later. Like there's yeah. there's this, it just is. Yeah, I, you got to keep the faith, especially in our business, because it's all happenstance. And, and, you know, it's all about good timing and who you know and when you know it and how you know it. It's, you know, By like, the way, what was the, you just had posted, it was a cookware, you had the air fryer. Yes, beautiful by Drew Barrymore. It's my Drew Barrymore, favorite. I was like, I saw it on your page and all the, and I, I just, I love the color and stuff. And I, it worked because I was all on her page like that's cute yeah. oh and they just came out of the new lavender line it's so cute I, I love I, it yeah I'm like I you know that's the power of social media I think I want to talk about hit the floor because I think that hit the floor was one of the most underappreciated shows <laughs> but it had such a fan base yeah. like really hardcore fans yes like talk to me how that came about and for the people that don't know give them a little synopsis of like what that show is yeah so hit the floor um is the mastermind beautiful project uh, uh created by james LaRosa. um and essentially it was following um it's kind of the behind the scenes world of basketball players and the dancers um and I mean, I auditioned for it just like all the other jobs. I really, um, 
I didn't know. I really thought I wasn't going to get it because I, I went through all the stages and then I get to testing, testing for people who don't know. So, and it, which is kind of different these days, but you essentially have different auditions. And for this one in particular, we had a scene to that we had to act. And then we also had to dance um, and come up with some choreography. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, so I had a little help with that and you chose your music, whatever. So I kept, you know, got the call back, got the studio, you know, you meet with like producers and all the writers and all the things. And then for the test at that point for each role, they have about like three people that they're looking at. Um, and it's a dance show, heavy dance show. So I am sitting in the lobby and my care, I didn't know, you know, you don't know what, what their mind is or the life of the character, right? Yet. So you just know the pilot of what you've read. I'm in the lobby and I'm, you know, you get nervous. You see all the people and these girls are like stunning, beautiful, their legs, they're like stretching. You know how the dancers do their legs up on the wall. They're doing all these splits. I was like, oh shit. I was like, no way. There's no fucking way. Like, I mean, I can, I, I was a dancer when I was a kid and you know, I can move. I, I'm Puerto Rican. I have rhythm, but I'm not freaking doing a triple pirouette into a split, you know, crazy craziness. So I was kind of, I was defeated. I was super defeated. I was like, ugh, but whatever, this was fun. Did it, great audition, blah, blah, blah. Obviously I got the job, but my character wasn't dancing in the beginning. Like she didn't get the squad because of this health condition, blah, blah, all these things. So it it turned into this amazing experience. I, I look at, back at it now and just to be in like your twenties doing a show with these amazing, funny, talented, hot people or filming on the Paramount lot. Like when I did my photo to have that little lanyard tag to open the gate at the Paramount lot, like what is life? And like, I still have mine. I still have mine from when I worked on the lot. <laughs> like that, those moments, right. That you're like, this is insane. And mm -hmm. see the name of your show and like, working on these stages and oh it was I just have nothing but amazing memories and then the la my last season I got to dance which was always a dream of mine because I that was my first love and so I mean I got I was nervous I was like oof because these dances are they're good um but I had plenty of prep time um they never had to use my stunt double which was such a kudos to you yeah, yeah, like I was so, and one of the greatest compliments that I got was from one of our writers, Sarah, and she was just like, you know what, Val, the, you know what the coolest thing is? And she's like, in, in the big group numbers and when we're doing the wide shot, she was like, I could never find you. And she's like, that is huge because that means you were blending in with all these other professional dancers. And she was just like, and it was it. Like we were never like, whoop, there's Val, half a step behind me. <laughs> yeah. Count, whoop, there's Val falling out of her pirouettes. Um, and it was just so much, so much fun. Our fans, amazing. And, and my character, I mean, it's done, y'all. My character, season three, she passes. She had this heart condition. And honestly, I didn't know people cared so much about her until I died. <laughs> I like had all these emails and love on, on the internet. And like, I, and to this day, like people are like, I'm just rewatching at the floor. Oh girl, like I'm so sad. Um, Super crazy.
Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, I do remember the audience was very loyal for that show. Because oh, I, re- I remember seeing you in it. I had watched some of it. And I remember seeing you in it. And I feel like I messaged you. And I was like, girl, I'm watching you on, on in Hit the Floor. <laughs> Uh, I because I didn't even know that you were in it. And I was like, oh my God, there she is. Um, it was amazing. And even playing opposite Dean Kane, like to all the Superman fans, like I literally parents. was just gonna say that I still have oh, yeah. those DVDs. Oh, yes. I love that was that to me, like as much as Christopher Reeve is that, like right. Dean Kane was one of was on that show in a very pivotal time of my life where I was discovering my sexuality, and, and- he definitely was a man crush for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. For, for so many people, right? And yes. so it's so funny because it's like, you know, my brother and dad, you know, just friends are like, oh my God, she's kissing Superman. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's her love interest on the show. What the heck? Super funny. I oh, I, you know who else was fucking so hot in that show? Um all of them. All oh, of the guy. Well, yes, all of them, but um, he played Derek. Um McKinley Freeman. Yes, Joe. Of course. Like, yes. I mean, listen, there's no way. Yes, McKinley is is McKinley. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> All the beautiful men. That's what I'm saying. Like, there, I mean, the women were gorgeous and yeah. the, the men were hot. And the best part about it is that they're all amazing, wise, super humble, so just funny and silly people like I feel like that's kind of one of those things that if I could just emphasize you know sometimes people like oh those Hollywood stars and they they think they're all this and I'm like no but see some of those beautiful amazing people they're like they have beautiful amazing hearts too like that's like what you see is not is not the whole package um Mm. and there was a lot of those souls on on that show a hundred percent were you on when tiana taylor was on or no no because that's no, when to... that was right after yep. oh okay got it got it yeah i i had met her through passing and she was cool um but i didn't get to work with her yeah do you have any like unlikely hollywood friendships that you've made over the years unlikely or unexpected maybe you know like mine is yeah, i know. was so close with ryan eggold and like he when he was on 90210 when 90210 came back he played like the school teacher and i met him at an event and we became like bffs we hung out all the time and in 2008 i told him about a psa i was doing and this was in the prime of 90210 and i was doing a psa for no on prop eight i was asking all of my friends who were publicists and everyone i was like help me i want to do this psa to get people out and remind people to vote no on prop eight because what was very confusing during that election and gay marriage was on the ballot was you had to vote no on Prop 8, not yes. And people were getting very confused on how to vote. So like we put out a whole campaign and this PSA had Kathy Griffin and like all these people from Mad Men and like all these people, D Woods from Danny Kane. And mm-hmm. when I brought it up to him, I said, what you do? And he was the first big name to say, hell yes, whatever you need, I'm there, I'll do it. And I, I haven't seen him. We were so close for years. And then I see him like, fucking goes on to do new amsterdam and all these other like big shows and i was like man oh man like that is wild like That's just so cool yeah i yeah. mean i i don't know i can't think of anybody to my i mean my friend you know taylor who was on hit the floor she's doing yeah. amazing, beautiful things logan everybody um but i can't think of anybody like that sure. who I hadn't already developed a friendship with you know like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. super random no because that's different that's really special and yeah. i love that like i love that and those are the stories that I love for people to tell, right? Because it's yeah. it's that it's like these real people being like, no, I believe in you, and 
A hundred percent. I'm going to back you up. I don't know you from Adam, but I, you, you, we vibed and I love who you are and what you're selling. And for him, you know, to have that support from that, essentially a a stranger, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that's, I love that. That is the gift of Hollywood sometimes too. I think, you know, like we're, we're all of like-minded individuals and we see each other and we understand each other. It's why I actually find the the most fun award show, one of them to watch is the SAG Awards because people just like are cutting back and like hanging out with their friends and like having fun. And like, and they're really, when they win those, they're almost always flabbergasted that a room full of their peers have voted them to win. Yeah, that hits different. Yeah, because yeah. y'all, y'all saw me. Yeah. And y'all get it. Yeah. Like I know that 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 you get it and and you've you've seen all the things that got me here and for and to get that again that validation from the people that you admire it would it would be like oh dang. yeah yeah what was it like getting the call that you were going to be on a Disney show because obviously Disney shows they hit different and we've seen the products of Disney shows <laughs> so like you know all yeah. I mean listen if we even if we go back to when. I was a kid, Mickey Mouse Club and everything, you know, Disney shows just are different for people and their careers. So what was it like being a part of um, uh, yeah. Gabby Good Duran and the Unsuitables? Yeah, great question. You know, so when I first auditioned for Gabby, um, it wasn't a regular. She So meaning like I wasn't going to be part of the ensemble cast always. So when I auditioned for um, your your viewers who, who are listeners who don't, um, know the world so it was going to be uh recurring so you'd see me pop in here once in a while one episode two episodes you know whatever so no big deal cool i'm why not uh playing a mom i'm going in there this is the funny thing (laughs) i'm going in there feeling you know like whatever and you know it's another audition and then I'm, i'm in the room and you're seeing all the back in the day when we used to go into the room and see other actresses come auditioning um i'm like oh i'm too young I was like, I can't be a mom. Um, and so I was like, whatever, it was fine. I don't even get home. And my manager calls me. He's like, you need to turn around. They want you um, in a couple hours. They actually want you to chemistry read with the leading actress. Um, and chemistry read is, you know, they'll want you to do the scene with the person they've already cast, which would be essentially my daughter. Sure. Um, I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't even memorized. What do you like? I mean, it was a kind of a last minute thing. Like I didn't even know all my lines. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. So went back. She's adorable. Had a great um, audition. Again, still thinking it's recurring. That weekend, the casting director um, calls my manager and it's like, okay, listen, this is what's going on. So essentially it was supposed to be recurring. They want to make her a regular. And it's between her and another woman who's in Canada that they were trying to decide between. But obviously they didn't give me that information yet. So that means I would have to relocate to Vancouver. So this is all like with like, you know, a day later, you know, you're hearing like, oh, if you book this, you're relocating, you know, all your stuff, you're going to move there, blah, blah, blah. I had never done that. I'm like, dang. So she wanted to know, is that okay? Like, do I still want to be considered? And again, I don't close doors on myself, right? So I was like, you know what? If I'm supposed to be in Vancouver being this Disney mom, like I'm supposed to be in Vancouver being this Disney mom. Like I'm not like, let's see. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Obviously got it. Um, And 
it was different, it, especially coming off of hit the floor, all young, fun. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, going out to get drinks after a long day of shooting. Now I'm shooting in Vancouver, never been there before. Um, <laughs> but it was me and another a guy who were the only adults on the show, Nathan. He's amazing. But um, I'm just hanging out with the kids' parents, like on the weekends. And it's, it's a different world. And then yeah. the kids, they pumpkin, which means they can only work amount, a certain amount of hours. So when the camera is like facing me or Nathan, like I'm over here talking to a piece of tape most of the time, barely <laughs> another human. I, so it was such a funny, different transition, but those kids are so funny, so talented. Um, just living somewhere different was such an amazing experience. I grew up on Disney and Nickelodeon. And so it was one of those things that I would have never been like, I I would have never been like, I want to be on a Disney show at that age. Um, but it was perfect for the experience of what it was and meeting those amazing little kids. And I mean, they were all little, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. How many, how many seasons did you do that? We did two seasons, 20, right. 22, 21 plus episodes. We got caught up in COVID. So we were supposed to do obviously as many as whatever, but then because we were shooting in Vancouver and then COVID hit us, um, it got too expensive. And we had a lot of um, VFX on our show. Um, so to keep us in Canada and do all the things plus, plus the COVID compliance and blah, blah, blah. Like it got so expensive. Essentially the network told our producers to fill, to do our show. They could do two. So, of course, you know, money talks, right. Um, and we were the number one show at the time. So it was kind of confusing. It's like, wait, but why? Um, but it was also a very different show for Disney, which I, I applauded them for doing. And our writers were super witty and funny, but it was, it wasn't, the normal, super normal Disney formula. So I could also understand in that respect and how um, maybe that was part of, of it too, but I loved it. It was, you know, filming in during COVID time, it was rough. That was a really rough year in my life. And it was, it was bittersweet because I'm more, I'm working. I'm, I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. I'm abroad on a show I'm in Canada and I can't leave because, you know, Canada was like locked down. And then I had so many um, deaths in the family at that time. It was like back to back to back where it got kind of like a little crazy. Mm -hmm. So I was sad. So it was really weird because I'm not a woe is me kind of person. And it's just like, I, I, I'm, I wanted to be home. I just, I wanted to be able to go to my uncle's funeral and my cousin's funeral. Yeah. be with my family but at the same time it wasn't lost on me that all of like the like that was first world problem because I'm over here in Canada shooting a tv show you know so like that was a little bit of a mind fuck for me to be honest of just like really appreciating where I was and what I was doing but also being like like this sucks yeah yeah I mean COVID definitely flipped a script on everything and anything that we all knew hands down plain and simple it, it just uh, accentuated every feeling, every emotion, every situation in ways that I think as human beings, we just never experienced, you know, and I, I it was something that uh, even our parents never experienced until now. Thankfully, what we were able to see and find inspiration from is the kindness 
and the empathy and the gestures of hope that came from people um, in those really hard times. You know, yeah. I think like I remember uh, watching um, videos of people clapping every night at 7 p.m. on their balconies for the for the first for first responders and like just things like that that were incredibly touching and and just finding solace and being like okay well if we're gonna be if we're gonna go through this at least we're gonna do it together yeah what was what because you said that's when you did your move yeah so like I so basically what was for that for you in October of 2019. Um, my mom had a stroke. So for me, that flipped my world upside down. Uh, and I had to become a parent to my parent. And, you know, for the first couple of months, I was there every day helping her relearn how to speak and learn how to walk and being her biggest cheerleader and showing up on Thanksgiving in a unicorn rainbow onesie be- just to get her to smile and laugh. And like, you know, those situations were tough and then um so i decided to move back to the east coast just because of personal reasons and then COVID hit um the craziest thing was is of course right before COVID, i got a job back in la executive producing a pilot with ray j here i am like so excited and then COVID hits and the show goes away and then i got stuck too i was stuck in california Conan travel. i stay i lived on my best friend's couch in san francisco for three months i think and so I totally get the whole COVID thing because it was it was something that we had never experienced before. It was crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it really was. I think so. When the show, when we didn't get picked up, and we, and we knew by the by the time we finished, um, before I even came back to LA, we they told us, which is really nice because a lot of times you wait months thinking you have another show or you know you have a job, and then you're like, yeah. you're like, dang. So we knew. Um, but everything was at least in my personal experience, I was so ready to be back in, in LA. I was so ready to just be with my family. Like I, after we finished, I also went through a breakup at that time too. So it was a lot, tap, 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 you know, um, I went to Florida and was there for some months and just kind of had to like, yeah. recoup, you know, like, let me, <laughs> let's catch back up with your, myself. And then obviously after several months in Florida, being with my family and doing the things I came back to LA and, and was just excited. Like I couldn't wait. It's okay to have resets. I think we forget. I think we forget. I think especially in entertainment, I'm sure you can relate to this. You know, we're, we're, we're used to go, go, go push, 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 push. And, and we often forget um, that if we don't take those moments for ourselves and don't put our mental health first and our well-being first, that what good are we, you know, the Jay Shetty, who's one of my heroes says the best, like, I, I'm going to get to see him tomorrow here in Atlanta. And I'm so excited. I know I cannot wait. I'm like seeing oh, one of my goodness. heroes live. So excited. So, you know, he said something in an interview once where it's like the only, you can only become a value to somebody else when you learn first how to value yourself, because if you don't value yourself, then how can you be valuable to someone else? Right. So when we're through life, we're often used to like, carrying everyone and everything on our shoulders but guess what you can only fit one person through a doorway Mm. so that way when you're in a transition of your life right and you're thinking about the future and what that looks like you got to get yourself through first and then everyone else can come out through um and i think we forget about that kind of stuff 
know? we do and it's hard you know i'll be and i'm sure you've related to this like you'll be on a on a set on a show on a movie and you're you haven't even wrapped and people are like so what are you working on next i'm like can i just can i do yes. right now and enjoy this moment and 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 this but people yeah. you know and it, we do it to ourselves you know like we're five steps ahead thinking like oh and then after this like what am i doing and it's so that part gets you know it's like you got to put yourself in check on just like be here now like th- this is this is what i'm doing right now like and this is so awesome and dang i've been i've worked so hard for this like look can i be here and enjoy this before i'm over here worrying about like what i'm going to do tomorrow or next month like that part gets tricky i feel like for people out here in general um so you have, again, back to the whole faith and then just yeah. knowing like everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. But if, if you're not enjoying, like years ago, at some point in your life, you prayed or asked for the things that are, that you have right now. And that's, that's so important to me to never forget that, you know, cause it, yeah. gratitude, gratitude is, is everything. So that part gets, yeah, you can't, you got to just soak yeah, it out. I, t- I tell people all the time when you're asking for prayer, remember you're not on a one-way street. Mm. you got to put in to get back. And I say that all the time. It's, you know, I, uh, one of the biggest things I practice, I think, and I talk about this a lot is anytime that somebody pops into my head, even if it's for a second, it's a memory or there's a song or something triggers my thought about them. I immediately text them Mm. or I send them a message because I feel like there is a reason that that person has crossed my mind and since I started, when I started in the therapy, we started practicing that and, and it's become such a healthy practice because I've reconnected with so many people doing that. Um, so I always talk about that because I think we forget the little simple acts in life, kindness and gratitude and, and putting other people uh, in their well-being before ours sometimes is really helpful and being of service to other people is incredibly inspiring too. I love that. That's that's so true. I love that. Um, Yeah, all of those things matter. So, and then I got to do, um, I recently worked with Terrence Howard and that, especially after coming off of Disney and doing, and you know, they're strict, like word for word. There's not much, you're not putting much input. Like I had an experience where I had a suggestion for my hair because my mom was going through, literally the episode was called like Dina in the dumps, my character's name. I had a little minor suggestion of like, she always had her, you know, her hair was quaffed, honey. Like she was, you know, and I was like, she's in the dumps. Her hair is looking too cute. They didn't want it. They said she looked too homely. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh God. I was like, so my hair looked too homely, but I was wearing a robe that was ripped that had like mustard on it, a burrito thing on it. But like the hair had to be on point. I was like, (laughs) so funny to me. Like what is happening? Yeah. Little things like that. So you didn't get to really play it with sure. little, you know, um, I, I just, that little moment to me. Was that, I mean, typical Hollywood. Yes. And, you know, I was like, okay. But um, this experience that I recently had got to just really improvise and like build a scene. And there was a lot of stuff that happened on set. Our director got fired and actually he was- Now this, this is the project you're talking about that's called Skeletons in the Closet. Skeletons yeah. in the Closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we filmed in Vegas and- um. It was so fun. I, 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 it was what I need. And you know, it's, it's a, like a thriller horror type flick, but regard, like still working with somebody Academy Award winner, um, and just going back and forth. I was like, 
this is what oh, I missed this. I haven't done this in a minute. Um, it, it lit a fire in me like I hadn't felt in a really, really long time. Um, so that was exciting because it, I was like, especially after the reset, it was like, oh, I'm like, we're good. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Um, yep. And just as an actor, just to like meet new people and work with different people and different content, like that's always fun. So it was a nice contrast to what I had yeah. just- and And what a way to do it too. And I don't think that Terrence gets enough flowers truthfully because this is a guy who we're talking not only academy award winner but like empire was it for season after season after season that show and then i think people forget about that i think people forget about the best man series like still is going and has a loyal audience like that guy has done a lot so to work opposite of him i'm sure that there were some fun times on set there was gems and he is brilliant he is smart he's so smart his wife is incredibly lovely and sweet and so just here and he like he was like learning different languages like he's like playing piano all of a sudden like playing the piano this like amazing ridiculous song i'm just like what what don't you do like mm-hmm. what in the world so he's a sponge he just loves knowledge mm-hmm. so just getting to know him in that respect and just as a human like ah that's that's just amazing like you yeah. you love to learn and hearing a story and just working with him and it being so cool um it was just me it, again any new experience and connecting with people and and your field is is fun so i don't I'll, it'll just be fun to see what that even i was like listen as long i mean just to have that footage for my reel is going to be yeah incredible do they have, do they, do you know, or can you say like what it's going to come out on or they don't know yet? So I just did ADR um, like a few weeks ago and post is supposedly supposed to be done now in March, which is like oh. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, soon I feel like we should hear something. Um, That's great. I love to yeah, hear that. Yeah, that'd be so interesting. Um, you know yeah. what I, I, I message you, you know, Christmas is my favorite time of year. And I remember seeing you and seeing the press for this movie and how exciting, not only to do a Christmas movie, but a Christmas rom-com and then to do it for a motherfucking lifetime. (laughs) What I can't even like, I I know you said earlier, this kind of came to be from somebody you had worked with before, but when you get this call and you're going to be a part of this project, how are you feeling? Are you feeling nervous? Oh, yeah. So I was ecstatic. So Jake, he tells me during lunch when we were um, filming his other movie, he's, he does it all. He's amazing. And so, and I was like, oh my God, that's super sweet and thoughtful. And oh my God. And so also, and so he's like, I'm going to finish the script in August. I'll send it, I'll email, email it to you, whatever. And I'm like, okay, awesome. But you know, you never know until you know, until it's right in front of you. So he does, he, um, he emails me the script. I'm like reading it. I'm telling me he's like we're already filming in December Leavenworth Washington I look up that little town I'm like this is a little dream come true of a Christmas town um I was so excited so excited especially because so in Hollywood and in in here like you know if you're doing lifetime or something like some people like have like a about it um back in Orlando Florida or in Puerto Rico or in New York, or you know, whatever, like my family and my friends and like people who just love those kind of feel good movies. I was like, 
it's going to be so cool for them. And for me, it's always like, I've always wanted to do a rom-com. I've always wanted to be the lead of a Christmas film. So I was so excited and I went home for the premiere. See, I get emotional thinking about it. It's being around the people who saw you come up, you know, and who are just cheerleading you all the time and being able to like celebrate and mainly and I, I said this I was like this is this is for my mom and dad you know this is for my dad being like okay well, let's let's leave Puerto Rico so we could have a better life for our kids and and my mom taking my brother and I to like rehearsals and picking us up late and taking me to ballet and all the things you know and sort of be mm-hmm. with and the friends who you know when you didn't get a job would be like no nah, girl like you're gonna do it you know like cheering you on um that those moments to me are like, ah, oh, it means everything. So that was so special to see it with everybody. Um, and then the film was so cute. It was beautiful. Mm. It was so fun to do. It was, it was, uh, it was such a, just, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Well, I, uh, love the film and the guy that you were opposite <laughs> of in the film was also gorgeous Boy, and, so, and truthfully so talented too like I was I was a little you know sometimes some of those movies the acting is oh my lord <laughs> my sure. but you got but I felt like that movie you're the movie you were in like it was like legit like I didn't like I didn't feel that it was Thank you. Painful to watch. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I uh, love it. Because, you know, bitch, I'll keep it real, bitch. Okay, you know what Yes, saying? listen, yes. I would have kept it real. I'd be like, listen, you know, oh, it's cute. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is for what it was. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But um, you guys, you guys were great, and I and and I hope that more of those things happen. And I'm, I for you, uh, and I'm going to call you because I'm working on a script. I'm writing my first feature. So I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, it, I found it was funny because you know how it came about and tell you this story and I'm going to share it with the viewers. When I moved, I I often like, I'm a very sentimental person. So I keep certain things and I'll keep shit for a long time. And so I found an old uh, file folder of stuff from film school when I went to film school and I found a treatment for a script that was one of my senior projects for a, a script that I got an A on and it was picked as like the project that the acting club like did because I had wrote, written like maybe 10 pages or something of, of the movie mm-hmm. and I found the treatment and I was like oh this is actually still this idea still holds up so I'm going to turn it into a full feature. Insane what yeah. a full circle type of moment that is going to be mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited about it, and yeah, I'm gonna call you for some tips. By yeah. the way, like I with your interview with Chris Mann, and you were talking about um, you know, your grandma saying like, no, you don't need, you can't be a chef, like you yeah. have this personality, this big voice, and it's like, again, that that little nugget that was said to you by her, that 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 had a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's not done, you know. And I'm just gonna revalidate that because I think I needed to hear that to tell you, yes. Yes, yeah. like keep, keep that because you're not done. Like you, yeah, you have to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I talked to a, a good friend who is a very famous Hollywood agent. And, you know, he has always said to me, yeah, you can, you have it. 
Like you, you don't need me to tell you that you have it. You have it. So like go and get it, like get what you want and make it for yourself because nobody else, nobody's just going to hand it to you. You got, you got to get out there and put yourself out there and do it. And like, I say it all the time, you know, it feels like it's a little scatterbrained at time in this industry because we can kind of, we have everything at our fingertips and we can do whatever we want. Right. I can be a podcast host. I can be an Emmy award-winning TV producer, and I can also be a host or an actor. Like I can be whatever the fuck I want to be. And that's the greatest thing about life. And I think that I'm sure that you can relate to that. We can be, you have other passions. You, I know fitness is a big thing for you and, you know, um, so I think that that is the greatest thing about life. Um, I want to do a quick little rapid fire, but I do want to say like, for somebody that is still, because, you know, we're all still building careers in this business. Right. And I think that we, um, can at times find frustration in what we do, right? Like we get disappointment a lot. Um, and, you know, we've seen such um, examples to us. Like I find um, so much um, uh, comfort and and uh, the inspiration in the guy from um, everything, everywhere, all at once, because oh, yes. this is a guy who went out of acting because he just didn't see opportunities for himself stopped acting for 30 years, got a call to come back to do a movie. And now he's in the running, all these awards he's winning. He's nominated for an Oscar. And like Jennifer Coolidge, the best year of her career. She's in her mid sixties. Like I think about people. I worked people, with Jennifer in oh, date movie. Oh yes, that's yes. right. I remember so, that. Which it was so funny when I saw her um, in uh, the new movie with J-Lo. Uh, now I forgot what it's called. Um, it's on Amazon. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Shotgun yeah, yeah. Wedding, so, Shotgun Wedding, right? Yes, shotgun yes, wedding. Yeah, so I was like, that's so funny. I was playing J Lo with yeah. and now she's real, real J Lo in this movie, and everybody's just now seeing her again, which is like, I, I love. That's the thing. That's it. It's it's all po- like tomorrow, everything can be different. Yeah, in a minute. It's, it's yeah. no, I love it. I'm so happy you're doing that. I think that's you need to do it, like especially because you just keep getting all these little nuggets of validation of just like go, 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 go. Yeah, an accident. Yeah. I, you know, I, like I say it all the time, I think what you put in the universe is what you're going to get back. I did want to say you are launching a podcast of your own, right? Yeah. Talk I to am. me a little bit about that. How did that come about? That started in Vancouver, uh, the, okay. the idea of it when I was kind of going through it. <laughs> and I was talking to all my unpaid therapists, which I say are like all of my best friends. And I was just like, man, like what a community and friendship and is just like, that is priceless. So I was like, I, I wanted to, I talked to my friend, Ali Kona. I met her. She was a host for after buzz. She did interviewed, um, all of us during uh, hit the floor days. We hit it off. She's a phenomenal host talker, producer, actor. Um, and we're like, let's do this podcast. And essentially it's, you know, an homage to all those besties in your life, the people that like lift you up, like, you know, steer you in different directions, cheer you on, like wipe your tears. Um, so we're going to talk about all the things. And then, so we're like the, we want to make our listeners like, like they feel like they have a girlfriend in us. Right. Um, we're going to do some lives to get like real questions from people on like whatever, but we're also going to have a paid licensed therapist. His name's, um, Matt Marin. He's hilarious and just has an amazing uh, point of view. So we'll get a, actual therapist advice, but then our little girl talk, um, advice and also, and into the celebs, I, I, I don't know if I love this word, but like, um, 
celebrity worlds, I feel like when people see you, like we were talking about, like when you're explaining to your friends and wherever, like what you do or people who don't know you see you on socials or see you in a film, they have this idea of you that they've mm-hmm. made up or that your life is X, Y, or Z. And I really, it's important for me to open the conversation, be vulnerable and be like, no, life is shitty sometimes. No, like sometimes like I'm depressed or no, I went through a breakup, right? I, I was divorced. I don't know if a lot of people know that about me. There's so many different things that people are afraid to talk about. And I want to open up the conversation. And, and I want my listeners to have that like, oh, me too, you know, and then get the chit chatty advice from Ali Kona at night, but also get this like professional advice and kind of blend it all together. So I'm really, really excited about it. I love hearing that. I, you know, the, the greatest thing that came out of, uh, came out of one of the greatest things that came out of COVID was podcasts, because I honestly, I think I tell people all the time, you have so much free knowledge and information and points of view at your fingertips. That's free. And you can listen and like, you know, and, and develop. Um, so, so I've learned so much about myself, listening to other people, just talk about ideas and notions, like things that I never, like I, I discovered people that have changed my life, you know, through podcasts, like young Pablo, who I'm just absolutely obsessed with. Like I've never heard of this person before. And then I heard about him podcast and read his books now. And just, you know, it's mind boggling to me. I love it. I mean, I think like a monk was where I, I got that during yes. I live in Canada when I read that. Then yeah. of course I jumped on that Jay Shetty bandwagon real quick. Yeah. Um, I love it all. I love it all. Like it, it, it's all so valuable. Like, you know, your podcast and all, you know, your guests and it, it's perspective, it's experiences, it's things that we can relate to and it's things that we didn't know. It just. Yeah. That's why I think I, I push to have a variety of guests on yes. my podcast because like, I've always said that when I thought about the podcast, the first time I said, I just want to have a real conversation. When I pitch it to people, I say to them, the tagline for the show is time for a real conversation, because I just want it to feel like a conversation. You know, I had to watch what crappens guys on and, um, they were amazing. And I said to them, I wanted to feel like, you know, if you smoke weed, you sat down and you're just, you smoked a blonde and you're talking to your best friend. <laughs> you know? like, that's what, that's what I want. I want to, I want that vibe because that's who I am. And I don't want to, I don't want it to feel like a canned interview. So how to navigate an interview is like washing the back of my hand. I can do that. That's not easy. I'm not worried about that. So it's how do we get to all the other stuff is the great thing about it. All right. So we do this fun thing. Woody's roundup, a little quick fire round table, uh, rapid fire stuff that I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you a bunch of different things and you just give me whatever's on your mind. about. Okay. All right. Dating. What's happening? Oh my gosh. Great question. I just got a boyfriend. <laughs> really? Oh my God. I'm excited. I've been, so I was in a long relationship two and a half plus years ago. I got on the apps, Woody. Woody. Okay. I was the on the now. apps. I did the Bumble. I did the Hinge. It was so weird. I, I mean, for people who don't know, I was married to my high school sweetheart back in the day. So I didn't do like dating as an adult was like, sure. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. So, um, Fast forward, dated, blah, 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 nothing clicked. And the most recent, um, the most recent match has been, I, I, and I've talked to my girlfriends about this. Like, I feel like I'm in high school. Like I haven't felt this giddy and like excited in a very long time. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And, uh, can you say anything about him? I have you gone public yet? I haven't. I 
<laughs> go public. I'm going to go public soon. Um, he's and he's <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even know what to say, man, because I haven't even, I haven't even. You're the, you got the first scoop. Nobody I got, knows I, I have a boyfriend. There it is. <laughs> Only my close friends. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He's super talented, like huge heart, gorgeous, smart. Um, he does a bunch of different things. So yo, check it out. I'll, I'll post a little something on Instagram soon. Um, All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to it. I'm excited when I come visit LA. I'm gonna have to meet him. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. What is your one guilty pleasure? Woo! I'm gonna first thing that came to my head: pizza. Cause I'm a fitness person and, but I love food. And if I'm ever just going to go in and just like, and feel kind of guilty, it, I went to food first. I, I, I guess I could have picked a show. I don't know. Pizza, eating pizza or something quote unquote unhealthy. That's, I love it. Yeah. My mine is cheese. Like I, I, like, I can't, I, I, you know, when I had, I, I always tell this story when I went in to meet my doctor to have gastric bypass, uh-huh. I said to him, I said, you just got to tell me one thing. And he was like, what? It was nothing to do about like anything to do with the surgery. I was just like, please tell me I can eat cheese still. Because if I can't eat cheese, I have to think real long and hard about having the surgery. (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you'll be, you should be all right. Some people get lactose intolerant. I was like, I'm going to pray to God that that does not happen. And there's pills for that. We're good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, What is your fave housewives? Granted that you watch housewives. Oh, I didn't really, I didn't. No. Okay, do you have a favorite reality show? Ooh, I, I was on the Bachelor bandwagon for a while. I mean, when I first started the Bachelor, like when Ryan, the the firefighter, I was like, okay. um, and so I watched a lot of those. Uh, that was kind of like my go-to. Got my mom on it, you know, had up with my friends about the Bachelor. Um, let's see what else. And then I was into like extreme home makeover, like those, like real heartwarming, <laughs> like changing people's lives for the better ones too. So, yeah. Oh, you must've ate queer eye up. Did you watch it? Did you get, did you get in the queer eye? No, I did it. And I knew what Jay, um, from, cause he was re- friends with, um, my old publicist, but yeah. yeah. But I know, but I did the new, wait, so the I watched one. some of the Queer Eyes and like there was one, yeah, because they did, they helped. They like either uh, did somebody's wardrobe or like made, the, yes. Yes. yes, yes. And I, yes. I, a couple of the episodes that I saw of that, I was just like, oh, yeah. I'm going to send you to watch, I'm going to, because you know, that's, that's the Emmy award winning show that I worked on yes. and I was happy to be a part of it. Uh, I'm going to send you the episode to watch. I have the one that you should watch and you're going to, okay. you're going to fall yeah, in love with it. Definitely the ones that I did, it was, de- it was like those heartstrings of just like, yes. especially because all the different personalities that like, and then you're, yeah, it, it was definitely. Yeah, we always, my boss always would say, it's not a makeover show, it's a make better show. And mm-hmm. I always like that always rang really true to me. I love that. Um, what would be your dream duet if two musicians were to work together to make a song? Who would you want? Dream duet. That's rough. I mean. Like mine would be probably... Well, Mariah and anybody, but I really would love to hear Mariah and Beyonce on a song together. Ooh. Or Mar- Mariah and like Rihanna doing something different. Mm. Oh, you just said Rihanna. So this is so super random, but like I've yeah. been into Sebastian Yatra. Okay. Um, like, and he's been doing all these collabs. He has a song with John Legend and Mark Anthony and all these people. But um, 
him and Brianna. I'm like, they would do some, some, I could see the vibe. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, favorite snack. Dang my favorite snack right now. I mean, this is so any, okay. First thing that came to my head is like my rant, my protein shake. Cause I do that all the time, but I like a crunch. So I, the, do you know the Siete brand, Siete chips? They're like paleo. Yes. yes. Like all these, all the Siete chips, the tortilla one, the lime tortilla ones, I will tear up. That's the problem though, because I'm like, <laughs> they're grain free paleo. I will tear a bag up. So anything Siete, but definitely their chips. That's okay. like a little go-to. Um, favorite movie. <laughs> That's so hard. I mean, Selena was huge for a bunch of different reasons. Um, I loved Crash. People forget about Crash. I just love that story. The Notebook. I'm a huge um, fan of all of. Um, oh my gosh! Now I, uh, all of his books. Now I totally forgot the Notebook. Uh, yes, I can. N- Nicholas, Nicholas Sparks. Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. All of his his books. Um, first, those top three. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, favorite part of a man's body. You know what? I'm going to say his hands, like, right. Yeah. There's something about like, if a man has some nice hands, there's, you know, sexy. Okay. His smile, definitely smile. First thing, hands on nice teeth, beautiful smile. That gets me like that's first, but like, I like some good hands. You're not the first girl that I've heard say that I, I've filmed (laughs) a TV show with like one, of the girls like that was on our show and her best friend was like obsessed with hands and would talk about people's hands oh did you notice that knuckle in the way it was like this and i was like oh. okay you're weirding me out i'm, like, not, I don't I'm not on that level <laughs> i would definitely like teeth and smile for sure lips you know it just, that's i don't know i guess to me that felt like a given but like the, to yeah. me the hands might be a little something different that i to me yeah, i'm a butt guy all day yeah i mean listen he yeah. yeah yeah i i don't i can't like i don't know what it is i just i that's one of the first things i look at in the guy and eyes too but i get really i get really weird compliments about my nose oh that's funny that's people say that one. to me all the time i don't I'm, I, it's very defined like my nose but it's definitely like such an italian schnoz like for sure you can't look I at my like nose that. Yeah. i like that a lot um but the first time anybody ever said to me oh i love your nose i was like what 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 the fuck kind of compliment is that? <laughs> I love it I love when that happens on things that you weren't expect. Like I love when somebody sees something in you that nobody else did or you weren't expecting. Like yes, that it just hits different. You're just like, yes. okay, cool. I know you were looking. Got it. Who was your first crush? Like celebrity crush? My first celebrity crush. Dang, I would. You know. <laughs> The first thing that came to mind was way back in the day when Freddie Prince Jr. was like doing like she's all that or what I don't know. I always thought Freddie Prince Jr. was so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he aged well. You know, he's still married to Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, going 20 years strong. Uh my mother, as we call her, um, of Spuffy fans, we call her mother. Uh, and uh I love her so much. But yeah, he's fucking hot. And you know who else is really hot now? that aged amazingly andrew keegan oh okay yes he is look him up his current pictures shout yeah. Ooh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yes, i love it yeah good. 
I just, I don't know why that was the first thing that came to have. Sure. After. I can, I can see that. What is your go-to makeup item? Um, I feel like for me, I could have nothing else, but I love a good mascara. Um, better than sex mascara is my favorite. It does all the things. Like if I didn't have anything else, I'm like, if at least let me put these eyes, like open up these eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is one thing about you that people wouldn't expect? Hmm. That I have, I get, I have so a really bad social anxiety, oh. <laughs> like, like, and do doing carpets or anything like that. Like I am, I am a nervous, like my person. And I'm just like, and something sometimes in social settings, like I feel like, like I'm good with the deep combos and like whatever, but any like little surfacey, like what you been up to and how's the weather? Like I get, I get silly or I say stupid stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have a favorite like um, celebrity encounter? JLo. Yeah, I've been a huge JLo fan since forever. Obviously, when I got to play her in a movie, it was like everybody's like, are you for real? Like you like you're playing her like you idolize her forever. I met JLo a couple of times. A friend of mine worked um, was friends with like Casper and like all the dancers or whatever. And she was dating him at the time. So I met her during the American Idol days and it was lovely, lovely. And then she had a birthday dinner that JLo went to. So I'm like, and this is during hit the floor days. So like, I'm like sitting across the table from JLo, like, and she's like in her just super casual little bun in, in her hair, like just looking naturally beautiful. She was just so chill. Like I was like fangirling so hard and I just could not believe it. That was like a out of body moment. Like I cannot believe this is real right now. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was when I met Brittany for the first time. I had that weird moment. It was backstage at the VMAs. It was the year of like the comeback yep. when Brittany had peace of me. And like, it was like, oh, she's back and she's so much better. And it's very funny. I met her backstage and she was so nice. And I remember being like, holy shit, this is like every gay person's dream come <laughs> true. And I'm like standing next to her because we got stuck in the hallway because they went live and we couldn't get to our seats. So like, here I am, like we had to wait till the commercial break to go to our seats. So I'm like standing there, like f- literally next to me talking to her and, um, and we just totally vibed and we're like, totally we're cool. That's and then so- the coolest, the funniest part about it is they had put, us because I was there covering for life on style and they put us like up and then halfway through the show they brought us down and we sat like three rows behind her so when she wins video of the year for piece of me you see me and the guy I was with stand up and we're like clapping and you're like yeah Brittany and she like gets her where she walks off and goes on stage and you'll see us like gay as fuck cheering her on how trippy is that (laughs) yay so funny. Cool. Oh, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> I know, right? But still, like, again, it's like baby Woody or baby Valerie being like, uh-huh. this is not really happening around, but it is. But this is like, girl, you work here, but still, it's still like, my, I don't, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, I, you know, I want to say before you go, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It means a lot to me. And truthfully, you know, it's the greatest thing that I've had so far doing these podcasts is being able to connect with people that I've, I've been able to keep and maintain great um, 
relationships with, even if I don't talk to them all the time, there's something that connected us in some way, shape or form. And it, it excites me even more to see these people that have come into my life succeed and, and do great things. And I'm, and I truly mean it when I say I'm so happy to see you doing so well. And it makes me happy to see, because I know you have a good heart and I know you're a good person. And I think that when you see those people succeed, it means that much more, you know, because there are a lot of assholes in this business. And so I, I mean it wholeheartedly when I say that I'm so happy to see you doing the damn thing. Thank you. That means so much. And I'm sending all that love right back to you. I loved our conversation, all your gems, your wisdom, like your spirituality, like it comes through the screen through this conversation. I'm sure that's why all your listeners love you as well, because you're funny and outgoing, but also it's just like, you're so real, you're authentic and, and you, these gems, you make people think it's not so, yeah, I love it. So thank you for even contacting me and be like, let's do this. But you know, we're going to, I'm going to be, we're going to be going over some auditions, some scripts. We're going to be on set. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, you know, I was, I was putting together my acting reel and I was like, I pulled a bunch of clips from like a web series I was on. And I was like, I'm not such a bad actor. Like I'm all right. I'm all right. So no, but for real, but for real. Yeah. Like hit me up. Be like, Hey, let's run these sides. Let's I will. I've been, uh, I've been using my TikTok as a place to kind of uh, try things out and I've just been okay. putting myself well, in videos and like doing funny stupid things and I don't it's you know I'm like listen it practice makes perfect and it doesn't hurt to get feedback from people online and whether it's good or not uh and uh <laughs> we'll go from there I'm so excited for you I love I love it all I love it all it's all it's all happening is there anything else going on that you want to talk about and and I'm sure people want to connect with you so let's talk about your socials and where they can where they can connect I mean, the main place I'm at, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I, I need to, I don't do it a lot, but Instagram, Valerie Ortiz. Um, I think I'm the Valerie Ortiz on TikTok. I don't do Twitter anymore. Nah. Um, but yeah, definitely Instagram. I'll keep everybody updated with, I mean, I did another film, Isabel's Garden, but we don't have much news on that when it's uh, coming out, but then I just kind of recently wrapped that. So, but I'll be posting all the things on there for sure. Great. Well, so, and then it's obviously the podcast information as well. And, um, yeah, no, this has been so good. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And, um, uh, let's talk soon. Keep in touch. And before you go, before you go, will you give me like a, Hey, this is Valerie Ortiz and you're listening to what's up, Woody. Hey, what's up? This is Valerie Ortiz and you're listening to what's up, Woody. Awesome. Thanks, boo. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of What's Up Woody. You can listen to past episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Like, rate, and subscribe now. Or by visiting whatsupwoody.com. Follow us on social media. Instagram is at Woody Woodbeck and what's underscore up Woody. And on Twitter, it's at what's up Woody one. Have an amazing day and be kind to one another.
three, two, and one. Thanks for listening to another episode of What's Up Woody. You can listen to past episodes on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Like, rate, and subscribe now. Or by visiting whatsupwoody.com. Follow us on social media. Instagram is at Woody Woodbeck and what's underscore up Woody. And on Twitter, it's at what's up Woody one. Have an amazing day and be kind to one another.